You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Seven and one third quarter. Nicholas Beach and Joe Bongiorno out of the pocket. Catch the fire looking to win again. Scotty Z goes to work on him. Backstreet Shadow is third. Nicholas Beach bracing for catch the fire on the outside. Nicholas Beach catch the fire on the outside. Lunching at him late. Catch the fire. Then Nicholas Beach. Back. Catch the fire. Chris Barsby, good morning to you. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Tell us about the significance of me playing that American replay with Catch the Fire. Well, we've got a big announcement to make, Steve. Uh, this could possibly be uh, the biggest announcement that Queensland Harness Racing has made as far as breeding is concerned because this, this horse in question, Catch the Fire, is bound for Queensland. He's been snapped up by Somerset Farms. This, uh, this new operation, of course, they stood a rock and roll dance last breeding season. And they're going bigger now. And they've been able to secure one of the most in-demand stallions in this part of the world. So to tell us all about this big announcement, Pete McMullen from Somerset Farms is joining us now. Pete, good morning and congratulations. Thank you, Chris. Good morning. Yeah, it's um, pretty big news and uh, very exciting. So how did this all play out? How long has this been in the, in the making? Um, obviously, we have been sort of on the lookout for the right stand probably all year. Obviously, really, really enjoyed our time last year standing at Rock and Roll Dance and, um, you know, it all went pretty successful. So, we're always sort of up for something a bit bigger and better. And, um, yeah, in recent weeks, this, this horse Catch the Fire has become available. And so, we're, yeah, pretty quick in, in getting a deal done and, and getting him here to Queensland. This is a huge thing for yourself and your wife, Chantel. It's a massive undertaking and it's a massive commitment to harness racing here in Queensland. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Chantel and I sort of sat back a few years ago and, and decided that, um, you know, the, the breeding side of things, especially here in Queensland, is going forward in leaps and bounds. And, and we, we wanted to be a part of it. And um, yeah, Obviously, it's been a passion for a long time. So, you know, we sort of started clicking a few mares and, and decided that, you know, we wanted to, go all in and we you know obviously we got a rock and roll dance last year and um you know off the back of that success we decided we wanted to you know continue to not only sort of you know improve to ourselves but um really try and you know help the breeding in queensland so we decided to go bigger and better and when this guy came available we yeah we we're pretty quick to try and snatch him up okay for those that are curious catch the fire is a son of captain treacherous the boom stallion in this part of the world and he's out of a better's delight mare. And as we know, better's delight is the greatest stallion of all time. So his pedigree is unbelievable. On the track, Pete, he retired with a, a record of 52 starts, 18 wins, what, 20, 21 minor placings. He banked more than $1.5 million. He won some big races, and he beat some of the biggest names in the sport in North America. It's a huge coup for Queensland. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, this guy, he's a he's a great racehorse, um, as you just mentioned. You know, he won some really good races. He beat some of the best horses in harness racing, um, you know, and obviously by Captain Treacherous, the hottest fly in the world at the moment. So, 
um, you know, we're, we're super excited, not only for ourselves, but just for, you know, for the breeding industry, you know, like to be able to sort of get this guy down under is a huge thrill. I understand Captain Treacherous stands for about 22000 What about the fee with this horse? Uh, he's going to stand for um, 5500 um, including GST and stay-in tax. Um, so he's very affordable. Obviously, Captain Treacherous is you know, quite expensive and out a lot of guys' reach. So, um, you know, he's not only has he got the record, he's also going to be at an affordable price. You mentioned Captain Treacherous. So Catch the Fire retires as the fastest son of Captain Treacherous, who's at stud now. So he, he was wicked fast, this horse. Uh, he's gone 146.4. That puts him in the top 10 horses of all time as far as speed. He took a mark of 46.4. He pays, what, 41 miles and 149.4 or faster, 17 miles and 48.4 and faster, 7 miles and 47.4 and faster. So... Wicked fast, and I noticed too, Pete, that Dexter Dunn had a fair bit to do with this guy in the latter part of his career. So was there any contact made with Dexter Dunn? Will you be making contact with Dexter Dunn just to get more info on Catch the Fire? Yeah, I haven't spoken to Dex yet, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to having a conversation with Dexter and finding out a bit more about him and, and getting some quotes because, um, you know, obviously Dexter drove him when he went 46-4 and four and he looked like the absolute perfect little racehorse. Um, you know, and the whole way through his career, he was the perfect racehorse. He um, you know, went, went 49 at the Red Mile um, as a two-year-old and continued to run big miles all the way throughout his career. So, um, yeah, he was just, you know, he was great at two, three, four and five. So, uh, yeah, he's just an uh, you know, out-and-out perfect racehorse and we believe he's going to make a, a great Mm. Pete, like just looking at the website here with Captain Treacherous, he's six, over 16 one, or 16 one hands. He's a bay. Tell me about the physical attributes of this horse. Um, he's probably not quite that size, but uh, he's, he's a lovely, well-put-together horse and, um, you know, really excited to see him in the flesh. So um, can't wait for him to, to get here and, and start doing his stallion duties. So when is he due to arrive in Queensland? Um, I think it's late July. He will get here with um, he'll shuttle down with all the other stallions, and yeah, it's pretty exciting to for Queensland to have a shuttle stallion. Yeah, so he will be a shuttle stallion. He's based currently in North America with Sugar Valley Farm. They're based in Delaware, Ohio, and they stand some great stallions down by the seaside. Lather up, Creatine, Centurion ATM, a couple of trotters. Well said's based there with Sugar Valley Farm. So correct me if I'm wrong. Has he been doing um, a little bit of racing? and uh, stallion sort of duty over the past couple of seasons? He did. He um, he did serve a book of mares and then went back to the track and raced again at five. And then um, he has since stood, I think, two seasons at stud. So, um, yeah, it seems to be the bit of a thing that happens this day and age. They, they um, you know, stand a couple of seasons and, and continue to race and and then eventually do retire and just to the, to the um, breeding shed. Just looking at it too, they've kept these numbers whilst he was doing racing and the stallion side of the, uh, the the business. So by the look of it, he's been very, very popular. Yes. Um, he uh, only has small book the first year while he was racing, which I think was intentional. Um, each year it's got bigger and bigger and, and his service fees increased in, in the US um, each year as well. So that's pretty exciting that he, uh, you know, he's in demand in the US and can't wait to see his... Uh, you know, his youngest or his oldest progeny go to the sales this year. How many mares could they potentially serve these standard bred stallions? I know with the thoroughbreds, sometimes they push them 200, 200 plus. What about in regards to standard breds? 
Um, they do have a cap on them. Um, down under, it's 100, 150 mares in Australia, and they can also, I think New Zealand's actually unlimited as well. Okay, so he is going to be very popular. It's a it's a great little one-two combo. So you've got the proven performer in a rock and roll dance, and now you've got this this up-and-coming boom stallion and catch the fire. So it's a a nice little roster that you're putting together. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's um, something you know. Hopefully, it's not going to be the end, but uh, you know, this guy's certainly going to really you know boost our sort of um, our sort of role, I suppose, as being. Yeah, running a start, it's um, something a little bit more exciting again from a rock and roll dance. And, uh, you know, he is still standing there this year and looking forward to what he can do. Obviously, he's got, um, you know, the f- two track record holders at, at Albion Park and, uh, you know, some great horses around the country. So, you know, it's um, just really exciting to have two great race horses and, and great stadiums there. Well, he was one of the most popular stallions in the state last season, a rock and roll dance. I'm tipping this guy is going to be uh, very, very popular as well. And another feather in the cap for you and Chantel, this guy was in demand. There was a lot of down under studs chasing him and probably anywhere between five and six. You were able to beat them out. So that that's a feather in your cap that you're able to land this guy. Yeah, that's actually, um, you know, we're, we're very lucky and um, really appreciate the support from North American uh, owners and it's um yeah it's really just really exciting that um you know we're actually out there and and uh, hopefully it's only just the beginning and hopefully there's bigger and better things to come in the future so um you know we've secured a really good deal and looking forward to what it's, the future brings it's um going to last you pop him you into know, work and pop him into come. free for all Pete <laughs> um into the well, later this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does cross my mind. I'd love to have a few <laughs> good horses, but uh, I think we better keep them just for the stud duties. Okay, well, it's a it's a huge coup for Queensland, no doubt about it. Many will say that Queensland is one of the most progressive uh, jurisdictions in this part of the world. There's a lot going forward. We've got Norwell that's uh, soon to be built, and uh, you, you're certainly playing a big role as far as the breeding caper is concerned. So. A rock and roll dance, and now catch the fire. So he's due to arrive, as you said, what late July. Yeah, that's correct. So um, he's got to go under, undergo all the quarantine protocols, and um, yeah, come down that sh- uh, stay in shuttle flight. So yeah, very exciting, and um, really looking forward to getting him here and standing here in, in Queensland. And um, yeah, it's it's great things, um, not only for Queensland but for for Australia to have another son of Captain Treacherous standing down under. What was it like dealing with Sugar Valley Farm? Obviously, you've had dealings with them, but uh, they seem excited, and uh, the fact that you've been able to, you know, get on board with Sugar Valley Farm, this is a, a good thing going forward, surely. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, all connections there have been really, really good, and um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to you know creating a really good relationship moving forward, and hopefully, it's um, yeah, hopefully it's going to last for a long time, and hopefully, we can just do great things with this guy and. It can, it can continue on, and you know Queensland's just going so so great with um, you know obviously the bonuses and and our breeding, all our numbers are up. So hopefully in the years to come, this is going to really boost Queensland, and it's going to put Queensland back on top what we were used to be years ago. Yep, absolutely. So there you have it, folks. And the other question, just with him, could he be the best stallion that's ever stood here in Queensland, just on his race record? I think so. Um, you know. Obviously, had we have had good stands in the past, you know, like Mr. Feelgood, his his credentials were incredible, um, you know. So, 
you know, you know, fake fake left, you can't go past what he left on the track. And but um, this guy here, obviously, um, the Sun Beach line is the you know it's the hottest siren line in, in the world at the moment. So I really think uh, it's going to be dominated in years to come by that siren line. And of course, being our better Dwight Mayer, it's really got the best of both worlds. Yeah, is that the new Golden Cross peak, Captain Treacherous, out of a better's delight, me? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and I think I think being out of that cross, this guy's going to cross back with almost every sort of line of mares. So it's it's really exciting. He's just got so much going for him, and um, yeah, really really excited, and can't wait to see what the future brings. All right, well there you have it, folks. Catch the fire, the son of Captain Treacherous. Fresh from North America, arriving in late July, standing at Somerset Farm right here in Queensland, and he'll be standing at a service fee of $5,500, including GST. So that's the breeding side of your business. I just wanted to ask about a few of your horses on Saturday night. Carnival fast approaching. Black Sedans and Big Wheels, the Full Brothers, they're going to clash on Saturday night in this stand-start race, and it looks a really deep race as well. So are they both pushing towards next week's flashing red? Yeah, um, Black Sedan Dance definitely is. Um, you know, that was this sort of been the plan for quite a while to sort of go this race this week and then into the flash and red. Um, Big Wheels probably wasn't so much the plan, but we were limited to options there. Uh, I think this is nearly down the open race he fitted into all week. But, um, you know, if he comes through okay and gets away from the stand okay, he probably will head to the flash and red as well. Okay, his trials have been really good of late. Yes, he's been super sharp. We've been super happy with how he's come back. I, you know, I think he's actually come back a bit better, bigger and better than what he was last year. And obviously, he's been a great horse. You know, two, three, and four, and um, he's just getting better all the time. And um, you know, there's no reason why he actually couldn't step up and and, and be a you know a bit of a factor throughout the carnival. Mm. Uh, that recent trial, he beat Colt Thirty One. That form line's being frank with uh, Colt Thirty One winning first up. So that's. Two of the open class stars of your stable. The other one that I'm really curious about is this three-year-old that goes around in a good quality race. It's race 10, RD's Flash. Now, he thumped his rivals first, Derby's here for the Derby's. Uh, th- does he put this field away again on the weekend? Yeah, obviously it's um, you know, a bit stronger field than what he met first up. Um, but the barrier draw is going to make this um, you know, a whole lot easier for us, I think. Obviously, one gate was a you know, huge relief and... Um, you know, he seems really well. He comes through that first up run great, and um, he seems to be going into this race perfect. So, you know, obviously he's got to keep stepping up, and um, for him to be a factor in the, in the races like the Derby, he probably needs to be winning this race. But uh, he's certainly on the right track, and he seems like a very nice horse. Okay, he looks a very laid back uh, customer. Yeah, he is. Um, you know, he just sort of seems to be doing what he has to, and um, when you ask him, he gives you a bit more, but doesn't seem to do any more than what he has to do but uh, I think that's a good thing and it's a great trait of a good resource. Right and the other one that I've got on this list for you this morning just going back to Tuesday Gus the trotter he was able to win first up Uh, no surprise he was the favorite off a really good trial and he showed explosive speed in that trial how do you rate this guy? Um, We're pretty excited about this horse Um, you know it's evident he's got really good ability um, obviously, he was purchased for the, the Great Square, and I think we're heading in the right direction. He's, um, you know, progressing really nicely, and um, you know, he's only had a few starts, which is going to make it a bit tricky to go into a, you know, a feature race with limited number of starts. But you know, his men's shoes they were good, and um, you know, we're, we're still doing a little bit of work there, trying to get things a bit better. But uh, you know, I think in in, in the future, he's 
he's going to be a very serious trotter. Um, you know, maybe this season might be a little bit soon, but I think natural ability is going to take him a long way. For sheer speed, is he one of the quickest trotters you've sat behind? Um, possibly, possibly. Um, it, it gives me the same sort of feeling that Majestic Simon used to give, you know, back a few years ago when he was really in the zone and um, he was a super fast horse. And um, yeah, so no, he, he's definitely very exciting. All right. Well, there's a lot to look forward to, and that big announcement coming through uh, just this week that Catch the Fire is going to be available to Queensland breeders and uh, breeders everywhere in the Southern Hemisphere standing at Somerset Farm. Pete, really appreciate the time, and uh, congratulations. Uh, a big coup for Queensland. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Thank Thanks, you very Pete. much. Yeah, Chris has just sent me a message, Peter. He said, you and I should buy a mare, send to Catch the Fire, and call it Extinguisher. He's, al <laughs> he's always thinking. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Yeah. No worries. Thank, Thank you. you on the inside still is the Greek Freak second top of the stretch. They're on their way home in the Adios and bringing them into the Penn Solar Energy home stretch. It's Catch the Fire. On the outside, here comes the Greek Freak. Up the inside is Elver Hanover. Catch the Fire. Try to hold on. Catch the Fire. Mike Wilder. They win the Adios. Molly won 49 and 3. Yeah, gee, that's flying, isn't it, Chris? Uh, that's news. Catch the Fire. Yeah. yeah, very fast horse. So this is a big coup for Queensland to have a stallion of this uh, this sort of uh, rapport in Queens, uh, in uh, North America because he's been book full in the two seasons that he stood at stud up there in North America where he's done uh, stallion duties plus racing. And as Pete said, they capped the first year, blew it out a little bit more in the, la in the last season. But to get, uh, get a stallion like this, with this sort of pedigree and this sort of record, and to beat out many other studs, like I said, there was five or six studs hotly chasing this guy and uh, Somerset Farms coming out on top. So it's a big get for Queensland, and uh, hopefully it's uh, the first of many. Shane Fraser's with us, Chris. Shane, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Uh, I've got to talk to you about a few of your stable stars. Uh, Bangkok DJ lines up on Saturday night going around in race five. You've drawn out in seven, but how pleased were you to see him do what he did last week? Yeah, it was a brilliant um, first up run for him back from a spell. and Yeah, I didn't expect him to go that well, to be honest, but yeah, he looked very sharp. Yeah, he's so, he's so fast and he's still underrated. Is that fair? Oh, look, yes and no. I mean, he was, he was in the wilderness a bit during his three-year-old campaign and, you know, we had to get a bit of gear right on him and uh, we've done that and just giving him time to balance up and become a horse and he just, he looks like a, a different horse now to then. So, look, I, I think he'll he'll prove his point. And, you know, he, he's, he's a nice horse. How, how good he's going to be, we don't know. But, you know, we're pretty excited about him. Yeah, and rightly so. You deliberately held him back in preparation for that Tab Regional Championship Series. You went down to, to Newcastle for the Hunter Series. He came up a little short. Were you a little disappointed that night? I oh, disappointed about the the run. You know, we, we didn't want to have such a hard run and we just had to get him around and we thought we could qualify and I knew he'd be a better horse in two weeks because he had a bit of a bug four weeks before that race. It just threw a bit of a spanner in the work. So, you know... If that didn't happen, I think he would have been able to handle that tough run. But as it turned out, you know, he came up short and we just had to come home and look to the next races in Queensland. But, yeah, it's a bit disappointing to go all that way and have that happen. Sure. Well, he's bounced back. There's no question about it. 52-5 winning that heat last week. Gate seven. What are your thoughts on the draw there on Saturday night? Oh, it's a tough draw, isn't it? But 
Yeah, well, I'll have a chat with Angus how we want to drive him and, you know, uh, probably be a fair bit of speed underneath him. So we'll just have to sit and, you know, probably drive him with a sit, I'd say. Okay. He's the class horse of the field, so that's one thing that you've certainly got in your favour. Shane, if he does come out and win this race on Saturday night, um, the Hayden race, the new slot race during the carnival, is there any sort of talk about Bangkok DJ uh, securing a slot? Oh, I've actually signed a contract last night, so it looks like he's, he's secured gate seven, believe it or not. So, um, yeah, that's that's been talk in the last, last week or so, and as I said, we signed the contract last night, and uh, he should be in that race. So, um, yeah, the slot owners uh, put him forward, as they said okay. they would. Excellent, excellent. So, Barrier 7 on Sunday night, we've got to get used to it. <laughs> That's it. It'll be a good practice run. <laughs> too right, too right. Well, that's good news. So he, he deserves his spot in that Hayden race. And, uh, again, he's not going to be out of place in that field. No, he'll handle it. I mean, it's going to be an extraordinarily hard race. But you never know what can happen in those big races. And sometimes it's better to be out of harm's way at the early on stages of the race. So he'll definitely be out of harm's way. And hopefully, you know, he can come home strong. All right. Well, that's Bangkok DJ. I've got to ask about Manila Playboy. When do we get to see Manila Playboy? Well, we're trying to qualify him from a stand. There's been no races for him, so only standing start. And they've been over 2,600 and haven't really wanted to throw him in over that distance first up. So uh, we'll trial him, hopefully, from a stand tomorrow. And uh, we'll just work it out from there. But, yeah, I'm looking likely it's not going to be to early June, so... Yeah, but he's uh, he's well. Okay, just in those couple of trials that he's had recently from the mobile, uh, that last trial, uh, he, he was really sharp. He just threw down a 26 and change last quarter and he just looks so comfortable doing it. Yeah, I'm really happy with him, Chris. He's um, he's running around like a two-year-old at the moment. Can't quite get what's going on with him. He's feeling that well. But yeah, he'll, uh, he'll have a trial tomorrow and you know, hopefully we'll get him right for a race as soon as we can get one that he's uh, suitable, that he can get into. So at the moment, there are only standing start races available. All right. So out of the big races coming up during the Constellations, which which race have you circled that you're most keen to win with Manila Playboy? <laughs> Mate, I'd be happy to win any of them. So there ain't going to be no easy races for him. And uh, if he's good enough to win one of them, I don't care which one it is. I'd be happy with that. But, yeah. As far as the way he is at the moment, he, I don't think I've ever seen him better, to be honest. He's, uh, he's unbelievable. So he's uh, jumping out of his skin. Well, you've got a lot to look forward to by the sound of it. Bangkok DJ lines up Saturday night. He's got his spot now in the other uh, Hayden, which is great news. And Manila Playboy trials tomorrow, and he is uh, absolutely firing on all cylinders. So a lot to look forward to, and it's the right type of year, the right time of year to be, uh, be firing yeah. on all cylinders with these big races just around the corner. Yeah, well, that was the plan, to have them, have them right at the right time of year. So hopefully it comes through. Awesome. Shane, really appreciate the time. We'll see you at trackside tomorrow. Thanks very much, Chris. There's Shane Fraser joining us. So uh, that's good news. Bangkok DJ picks up a slot in the Hayden. So that feature race coming through on July 15th. So that's the middle night of the Carnival, Steve, at Albion Park, July 8, 15, 22. And uh, that's going to be a really competitive race, knowing that the winner of the Hayden gets to represent Queensland in the Eureka. And we've had another announcement during the week that my ultimate Ronnie has been uh, picked up there by uh, 
some connections. So uh, he's going to be representing Soho Standardbreds, my ultimate Ronnie. So um, there's a bit of play as far as the Hayden is concerned. Not only mm. the good prize money, 230000 but you're representing Racing Queensland in the inaugural running of the World's Richest Harness Race for Tabureka. Well, wonderful fly, Chris. We know she's been arrogant a past couple. We had Shane Young on the air earlier this week. He said 50-50, re Queensland. I wonder if Matty Young's got a, a further update and he joins us now. Of course, brother Shane trains. Wonderful to fly and he's with us. Morning, Matty. Good morning, boys. Good morning. How are we? Very well. That was like track work uh, last week. So does that improve our chances of seeing her on the East Coast? Um, look, I think she needs to get an invite. That's that's basically where it comes down to. I think Shane's... I would say that he would have been 75-25 probably a couple of weeks ago. I think he's cooling on the idea a little bit um, because there are just so many good races for her to compete here and even um, if she was able to step up to free-for-all, she'd be able to compete at a pretty high level in free-for-all, I'd say. So, um, yeah, well, I, I'm not sure. I haven't spoken to Shane. I don't think I spoke to Shane. The last time I spoke to him was just after the race on Friday night and I saw him as she was getting swabbed and um, said off to Queensland and he said uh, not not at this stage so yeah there's a lot of people pushing for him to go over Magnificent Storms crew have been in talks with Shane as well to try and uh, get him over to uh, Queensland um, so there's been offers put in place there uh, to try and help out but yeah I guess ultimately it's his decision and he's got to come up with that but uh, he's being a little bit indecisive at this stage Okay, there's a couple of races, I think he said, uh, coming up next month in June, Steve, didn't he say there was two races that he was looking yeah, at and then he'd try. Uh, make a call. Yeah. So, hopefully. But we should have further news on, on the rising sun following this weekend because I'm certain racing Queensland are just hanging out for a CUDA to go around in the Auckland Cup and uh, it, the, the picture will become a lot clearer after this weekend because they're going to have to make a call on, on whether or not they're coming with a CUDA it looks unlikely. I don't think we're, we're expected to see all-stars at all during the, the Constellation. So maybe after this weekend, it, it will become a little clearer. So um, we'll wait and see. But uh, I think she's uh, certainly done enough. And uh, if he's keen on the Eureka race as well, uh, it proves to be the, the right time to, to head east and give the, the rising sun a crack and then head down to Sydney and give the Eureka a crack. Yeah, exactly right. And that's that's the race. Ultimately, that's the race that he wanted to go for. He's had that uh, earmark since the announcement of the Eureka, so he'd love to be able to compete in that. And, um, yeah, so that's the dream. I think he wants to travel with her. It's just whether logistically it's going to be able to work and how it's going to work. Shane's a, a very uh, meticulous man, and he likes to have everything planned out to the T. So uh, he will no doubt be sitting there and working out a program and working out plans of A, B and C and then trying to make the best decision which he thinks would suit the horse and uh, suit the owners best as well. Okay, well Steve put the good sell on Tuesday. He's, uh, he's fired off brochures of the Gold Coast and places that stay down there. <laughs> yeah, Dreamworld, Seaworld. Shane said that you wouldn't handle it if, uh, if you had to step up and call her in the rising sun. Oh, rubbish. He said you'd be a muck lather. <laughs> no, I'd be fine. I'd be fine. I'd be more excited to call Leap to Fame. I've called Wonderful to Fly before. 
<laughs> You've just turned on wonderful to fly. Well, there you go. Take there a ticket, go. son. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've got yeah. 10 races tomorrow night at GP. Let me ask you this. Who are you more excited about watching at GP tomorrow night? Is it Shockwave, Never Ending, Prince of Pleasure, or Swing Band? Um, well, I guess Never Ending is the one that creates a lot of interest for me. I think uh, he's well, he's undefeated, so he's uh, the one that creates the most interest. I think Swing Band will win. I think Shockwave will win. Prince of Pleasure is yet to win at the longer trip, but has to be respected as a strong winning chance in that race. So I think Never Ending uh, would have really been interesting to see if he drew where he drew and some of the main fancies were a little bit better off draw-wise. So I guess uh, it gets quite interesting, but he is a very versatile horse and I think uh, they'll just drop him back at the start and then try and move into the race at, at uh, some stage. But be a really good test because he has been a little bit fizzy in uh, his last few runs, last preparation, and to start this preparation, he was a little bit fizzy in the heat and he went very quickly. Uh, I think Eddie's on ability. He's the best horse in the field, but uh, we'll just get to see... We'll get to see where he's at, I think, a bit more with a bigger field, more more likely race conditions uh, rather than heat racing conditions. So, yeah, that's, that is the race I'm most looking forward to. OK, well, that's race five. That's the Group 3 three-roll pool classic. Just on Shockwave, it goes around on the following race, race six, the Ray Duffy Memorial. Um, is there anything in that race that could seriously test him? I don't think so. The way he won first start with, was with such arrogance and um, the earplugs were still in. And if you look closely, he pricked his ears as he hit the front. He was going to win by about 10 metres or so. And then being a typical stallion, he just uh, held that length margin and pricked the ears and was like, well, that'll do. He, didn't, he doesn't overexert himself. And he's got that killer instinct, which is just so good. He's just such an intelligent horse. So... Look, I look at that field and I think uh, Hampton Banner is probably, probably likely to hold up. Um, and from there, Shockwave will probably sit outside of him again and be able to beat him 2,100 metres. He did it first up. He's stripping fit a second up. I can't see why uh, he wouldn't do it again. So I think uh, Shockwave's come back really well and we should see him win again tomorrow. OK, so we look forward to that big program tomorrow night. Where do we find your best bet? Found the meeting actually pretty tricky on the card. Uh, it's it's going to be very intriguing which way um, a few of the markets fall. I think, as I said, I think Swing Band will get the win, but uh, I, I reckon in an earlier race on the program, the third, I'm going to go with Prince of Pleasure as my best, just because I think that he might get to even money. And uh, his first up win was good. This isn't quite free-for-all grade, so I'm expecting him to be pretty sharp in this sort of field. And there could be a bit of genuine tempo in the race. So I'm going with Prince of Pleasure as my best race three, number seven, just because I think out of the ones you mentioned, he's going to be the best odds. And so I think he can get the job done. Race three, number seven, Prince of Pleasure. Okay, race three, number seven. Matty, as always, really appreciate the time. We'll chat again next week. Cheers, guys.